Hey everyone and welcome back to the Purposeful Mindset Podcast. I'm honestly so grateful that you subscribed to my podcast and I'm excited to share yet another episode with you. This podcast is all about bringing servant leaders to share their top five actionable life lessons with you all in hopes to inspire you to take more action in your life and find your true purpose. Today I have such an amazing, incredible, wise guest that's going to share so much wisdom with you all. Her name is Beate Chalette and she is the growth architect and a results oriented businesswoman with an entrepreneurial spirit and a proven track record in growing, building and scaling women's businesses. Once $135,000 in debt and a single mother, she successfully sold her business to a global entertainment media company owned by Bill Gates in a multi-million dollar deal. She is a respected speaker and mentor and is the author of a number one international best-selling book called Happy Woman, Happy World, How to Go from Overwhelmed to Awesome, a book that corporate trainer and best-selling author Brian Tracy calls a handbook for every woman who wants health, success and a fulfilling career. In this episode, Beate shared her top five life lessons, which has helped her grow into the servant leader she is today. And here they are. Number one, resilience is the audacity to not give up. Number two, don't take things personally. Number three, be courageous. Number four, mindset. And number five, before you tell someone they're an asshole and to buzz off, make sure you never need them again. Towards the end, she shared an amazing quote that went like this. Fail faster because life isn't like a princess story. It usually has many ups and downs. Learn to eliminate the dead ends and find another way. Make sure you all go reach out to Beate and show her some love. And without further ado, let's get straight into this episode. Hey Beate, thank you so much for being with me on the Purposeful Mindset podcast. I am super grateful and honored to be speaking to yourself after going through your bio and 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 just checking out the amazing work you've been doing in the world and the kind of experience that you have in the field that you're in has just been remarkable for me to go and like dig deeper and, and see the and do some research on yourself. And honestly, I'm honored to have you on the show. For, so thank you for you know sharing your time with me. And uh, I want to go straight into it. I really want to like dive deep straight into what is Beate's top five life lessons from everything that you've done in life and business? What would you say to summarize in a nutshell, your top five life lessons are? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. It's really an honor to be here. I especially appreciate um, sharing sort of the wisdom with another generation and uh, and allowing people to figure out, you know, a lot of people sell the dream, I sell the tools. So, you know, for me, it's all about what do we what do we do to really get there? So into, you know, look looking into your questions. So number one, my biggest life lesson is resilience is the audacity to not give up. Hmm. So a lot of people are afraid of making mistakes. A lot of people are, um, are shocked about COVID, the pandemic, and you know, and it, life is so difficult. And something happened. Their heart is broken. They got fired. Uh, they tanked. Uh, they tanked an idea. They blew the money. They bought a bad car, and they're utterly crushed by what life throws at them. And uh, resilience is. I mean. Again, you know, the audacity to not give up. You just keep going again and again and again. Life lesson number two, do not take it personal. <laughs> yeah, I love this one. This is my favorite one. <laughs> Ever. 
Yeah. Because if you're not making the sale, it may not be you. It may be them. It may be that they're not the right person for you. If you don't get the job, then there's probably a better job out there for you. So a lot of people, when they um, take, you know, take it personal, they say, well, it must be something that I'm doing. A lot of it is really our education and the system that we've been growing up in. And I'm sure you with your mindset piece have a lot to say about this, Sadiq, mm, <laughs> that we, yeah. just, we just buy into this bullshit of, yep. of what we've been taught. And then we go like, well... My mom always says it was it, it was me. I was the problem. So now I'm going to carry that torch, you know, for the rest of my life. It's just always going to be my fault. And you just got to let that go because that really doesn't help you with anything. 100%. That's the number three is um, courage. Uh, courage. Courage means you feel the fear, but you do it anyway. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people say, well, how, you know, when they hear my story and they say, well, how did you overcome all these, you know, how do, how did you overcome the decade of bad luck? And again, you know, I say that it wasn't that I wasn't afraid. I was afraid. It was just that I was not going to drown in a puddle. Mm. If I drown, I will drown in an ocean. Mm, I love that. The fire that takes me down isn't going to be a match. It's going to be an inferno at least it's worth it you know so when you look at courage is what's the downside what's the upside to it and most of the time if you don't have the courage to do it nothing really changes so courage just means do you have the courage to try to try something different so I feel you know courage is probably the thing that brought me um, the most success is because I figured I, what do I have to lose? And mm-hmm. people say that, what do I have to lose? But what does that really mean? What it, you know, what do you have to lose? Yeah. It really means that you have to make a choice of, if you continue with what you know, you will stay where you are. Mm-hmm. It is only when you add an external other element, usually necessary with courage, that something is going to be changing. Number four, mindset, clean thinking is like, I think the key to everything. And we find this so often again, you know, this, you know, I call it the USB port Sadiq, where you, you know, put it in the back of your brain and then the program is loaded. Mm -hmm. And by the time we're seven, that program is fully loaded. Don't go outside. It's too dangerous. Don't touch that. It's hot. You can't get hurt. Don't go too fast. Uh, Is it safe to go there? So our our minds are filled with all these expectations that the world is a hostile, dangerous place to be. And then we go into life and we start our careers. And then somebody says, well, take a risk. And you go like, what? That's completely contradictory to everything that I have heard before. And so mindset means that you are putting a conscious USB port in on the other side. And that program overrides all these thoughts that are running with new thoughts until the system finally overwrote them completely. Mm. And then you go, it's a great day. I wonder what great things are going to happen today. Mm. Opportunities are going to come to me. It is so easy to find new clients. Getting a promotion, piece of cake. That you really get yourself into the expectation of positivity through a positive mindset. 
And then um, let me let me think about what is my number five. Um, my number five life, life lessons is what my dad told me. And I'm going to say it as it is. I'm going to tell you how he told me. He says, before you tell someone he's an asshole and to buzz off, make sure you never need them again. Wow. That is a powerful, powerful piece of wisdom from your father. Because you just don't know. Because inevitably, that person is going to be in that position where they're going to know someone or slept with someone or the best friend of someone or the bridesmaid or the godmother of that opportunity. That's your next thing. So you've got to keep your personality in check to make sure that you, you know, when you make an enemy, make sure you never need them again. Mm. And that's, you know, I, that one's so powerful because I think there are a lot of times when, you know, being in the whole mind space, mindset space and, you know, just in, in constant communication with people in our life, we always, like, I found, a, like, through the last six years of my journey, I found a lot of people just, they tend to judge others before they actually make a rational decision. So we tend to just jump at, a, like, a, a conclusion about the certain person, oh, this person like this, don't ever speak to them ever again, you know, get rid of them. But how do you know? Like, just because they did one thing, that maybe not even to yourself it could have been one thing they did to like a friend of yours for example but you're judging them based on that one thing and you don't even know them like you haven't even had a conversation with them you haven't asked them why they did that you never actually got deeper because you know most of the time the people that we kind of flush out of our life like you said so powerfully like we don't know when or if we may need that person in the future so I like the way your dad said like so amazing like make sure you don't need them ever again like because that's the, the the most awkward situation would be you get rid of someone but later on down the line you're like damn crap like that's the person I really need to speak to right now because I don't know the experience or they know that person that I need to get in touch with now so I think that's so powerful and also I wanted to ask you do, do you know when you, were, when you were talking about the USBs what what like actionable tools do, would you give people right now listening or watching on YouTube like what actionable tools do you think people can like have like create that daily habit where they can actually like stop overriding the negativity and the past programming of their mindset so they can actually go and improve and find positivity and peace and, and, and live a more mindful life. I think the easiest way really is when you get up, do not watch BBC or CNN or any one of those news channels. Take that half hour when you are waking up and you're drinking your coffee and watch a podcast and listen to a podcast or watch a program or uh, all the programs that we all invested in, those self-development programs that you haven't looked in, listen to something every day for half an hour. And make sure that before you go to bed, the last thing that you put in your mind is something positive. So that you, you know, I think these are really two, the bookends of the bookends of the day, the morning and the evening is how you show up. I just came off a 90 day mindset uh, program where I spent thousands and thousands of dollars to literally get up every morning at 6.30 and for, for like 90 days straight, I, you know, I, for 30 minutes every day, I, you know, was in this reprogramming of, you know, the overriding of, of my, you know, the overriding of my story. And what kind of comes up when you do that is so powerful because you catch yourself to say, yeah, I know that, but I really haven't been doing that. Mm. Or I know that, but you just catch yourself with saying things like, well, 
if I, I haven't emailed my list in a long time, now if I'm going to email, I'm going to get a lot of unsubscribes. What makes you think that they're not thrilled to hear from you? Mm-hmm. What makes you think that when you send out an email after you haven't sent out an email that people are not going to go, oh my God, so great to hear from you, Sadiq. Where have you been? Exactly. Right. So it's, it's, the, it's that versus that programming. And when you catch yourself in these moments of, I'm doing it again, you simply ask yourself, is it true? Is it true that when I send out an email that people are going to unsubscribe? Well, the truth is, I don't know that like what you said, when you have, when you make a judgment on a person, the question you ask yourself, well, is it true? Do you have all the facts? Is it, is it a fact? And then you have to say, no, I don't, because I don't even know this person. I've never even had a conversation with this person. They just looked at me funny. And based on that, or based on what somebody else said, I made a judgment that I'm not even sure mm-hmm. is true. So it's a lot of self-discipline. And Sadiq, I find that a lot of people really take the easy way when it comes to that, because it's so easy to just react to life, Mm -hmm. right? My boss doesn't like me. My client is stupid. Um, My parents don't get me. Uh, Life is just so expensive. COVID is so difficult. There's just no opportunities out there. That is all a bunch of BS cheap excuses so you don't have to show up. 100% and that's literally what I share every single day like there's so much opportunity in the world but why is everybody (laughs) complaining like why is why are you making excuses everybody's talking about oh COVID is either gonna make you or break you and I'm like no why don't you don't like get rid of the break you part and actually focus on making you in during this time I just shared a video today at the time we're recording this about like so many people have free time right now, right? They're at home, they're either working from home or they're very limited, you know, it's very limited how much they're going into the office or the workplace and they're coming home. And I'm like, everybody's genuinely complaining and making excuses right now that they don't have, like, um, you know, they, they, they have so much time and they're bored. They've, there's only so much Netflix series I can watch. There's only so many movies you can see, Sadiq. There's only so many, so much of this and that they can do. And I'm over here saying to them, like, well, what, why are you not investing this time that you have free? This is your valuable time. Why are you not doing, like, why are you not building new connections? Why are you not on, on you know, social media or something like where somewhere where you can pump yourself um, into, a, into like a conversation of positive people? Like, why are you not on Clubhouse having interesting conversations with people? Or, you know, just like, why are you not working on yourself, your personal development, your own mindset? Why are you still staying the old version of you when you have all of this opportunity and time that you can actually invest in yourself and your future and your mindset right now. So like when you come out of this in a year or two years from now, you can actually be a, a better version, new person that, that, you, that can actually be inspiring the world. That can be a, a new leader that everybody needs, a new servant, a new person that go, people go to for advice. And so that's what one thing that really irritates me is when there's free time, people complain. When there's no time, they freaking still complain. You know, like, it's just like, you, you you just can't get it. You just can't have a balance. Like you either have time, you create time, or you don't yeah. have no time. Like there's no other excuses. Like there's, everybody has the same amount of time. One of my mentors taught me a long time ago, Sadiq, every single everybody person has in the world amount. has 24 has hours a in a day. Yeah. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. Why is it that the owner of McDonald's can, you know, can franchise his business out to all of the world and have other people or have other people's time leveraging yeah. his own 24 hours. That's how you create more time by leveraging others in your life. And that's the only way you can create more time. But in reality, 
we all have 24 hours but why is it some people are more successful is because they're just smarter on how they use their time and yeah and most of us are very just like oh we just want to do everything ourselves and and that's all and like and we, we can't deal with it or we fall into depression anxiety because we're doing too much well, if you're doing too much, why don't you, you know, take some time out then? <laughs> why don't you take a break? Why are you doing so much? Like, why don't you do what's enough for you, right? So that was kind of interesting what you were sharing because it's just the mindset aspect of everything is so important, but also the upgrading of what you were sharing is equally as important. And also the other thing that you were talking and about I wanna, was... I want to add... Uh, uh, Sadiq, I want to add one piece to that. So with COVID, it's really interesting because remember like a year and a half ago, what did we say? We said we always stuck in traffic. We have no time for ourselves. We have no time for our families. We don't even have time to tuck our children in at night. We have no time to cook a home-cooked meal. We don't have time to go grocery shopping. We're always on the road. Our suitcase is always packed. We're always traveling from A to B. Uh, we don't have time for our relationships. We're not spending enough quality time with, with anyone. And look what we collectively created. The universe listened. God listened. Spirit listened. And said, okay, well, if the whole world is so so stressed out, let's change it. Let's just make it all stop. And I believe that, you know, what you just were sharing about that people are so attached to their stories of I'm either this or that, I'm either too busy or bored, is because they really don't want to take responsibility for where they are at. Because it's so much easier to say, well, you know, my Again, you know, my boss is a jerk. Uh, my 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 company wants too much from me. It's too difficult. Well, because of COVID, it's it's a compound. It's a compound to say that I I therefore relinquish control over my life to external circumstances, and therefore I can't be blamed for the circumstances of my life. Done. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Honestly, I agree because I think it's just so much more easier to complain and do nothing then get off your ass and actually do something, right? And, um, oh, and, yeah. and it's where, like, I, I love teaching people this concept that I learned that I learned one from a mentor and one from Mel Robbins, which is also like an online mentor. And I kind of combined them both together. Now I share this, like, through my coaching with people. And it's like every time you feel anxiety or fear or doubt or indecision in your life, you ask yourself a question, like, mentally in that moment when the inner voice comes and tells you you can't do this, don't do that, don't do that, that's not for you, you're going to fail if you do that, you're going to get too many rejections over there. Anytime those little, the little inner demon, I call it, when it comes to you, ask yourself this question, what would I do if I was 10 times bolder right now? So what would the 10 times bolder version of me do right now? Kind of think to yourself, okay. what would that 10 times bolder version of me do? And then use Mel Robbins' five-second rule in that same moment to count down five seconds and just get up and just go and do it. Like, take that first step. Take that first action. Because I think why people or why people's life is not changing right now is because they're not taking the first step. Number one, like, the first step. It, it just starts with the one step. Like, the 90-day um, program that you're talking about, for you to change that habit, you just have to take the first step on day one to wake up at 6.30. After you've done day one, celebrate. Yes, I did it. I woke up at 6.30. Amazing. That means if I can do it once, I can do it again. And then exactly. you continue that, right? And then that becomes a habit later on. But I think most people are just scared, as you said, to take the first step, right? Yeah, and that, and that again, you know, is where the courage comes in that, that mm. we talked about a moment ago, is that, you know, if, if, we, if we switch it around now and say, if I, if, if we, instead of like 
challenging yourself if we turn the conversation and say, what you come here for, right? What's, your, what's the impact you came here to make? Is the impact that you came here to make yelling at Netflix that there is not enough to watch? Or is the impact you came here because you wanted to actually see how far you can push it for yourself, create a life for yourself, build a family, take care of your parents, you know, have a network of people, great vacations, a nice car to drive, a place to go, maybe a second place. So it's, it's really in the eye of the beholder to say, you know, this is the impact I came here to make. Mm. And, you know, and my goal this year is to be in a hundred podcasts. And so, because I, 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 I want to, you know, I want to make a bigger impact this year. So I'm not so much driven by money, even though, you know, I'm, I'm a self-made multimillionaire. I sold a business to Bill Gates, but I'm not driven by money. Money isn't what, what motivates me. Impact is what motivates me because what I find so incredibly powerful because I come from such adversity and I had to overcome so much that when someone hears something in the story or in, in, in some of the things that we talk about, or maybe even today, and then they say, well, that one thing was that one thing that carried me through a time. And, you know, there was this one time I was in Chicago and I, and I see this woman staring at me and, I'm, and, and, and it was like almost uncomfortable. Yeah. And suddenly she beelines over and she gives me a hug and she goes, oh, my God, Beate, it's you. My God, we spent three days together and I'm wrecking my brain and I'm going, <laughs> I never met this woman in my life. She says, you changed my life in those three days. She'd taken a course. Ah, oh. wow. <laughs> Over three days. <laughs> and, you know, and then she preceded me on what an impact it made to her. I didn't even know. And I think that's what we often forget is that the impact that we make isn't necessarily how I show up today. It might be something somewhere along the way that made that impact yeah. that you just don't even know. And that is what drives me. And so as I, for, you know, for some reason, as I'm in this 90 day event, you know, these stories kept coming up and then I'm like, okay, I, I got the message. I got the message. <laughs> I need to, I need to be out more. So, but in order for me to, to do that, in order for me to move forward and get to those hundred podcasts, I can't watch Netflix as an action I need to take. Mm -hmm. And so that is the mindset trap. That's the magical mindset versus the mindset that the, the real mindset, the real mindset knows it's possible. And then it steps into action. Yeah. And the, 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 the magic mindset goes like, ah, I just have to think about it and then it'll fall into place. Yeah. And yeah, the people that think about it never, never do about it you know <laughs> that's what I love yeah. to say that because it's like you can think all you like you can have the best ideas like another story that I learned a few years ago was like I this when I first heard this story kind of blew my mind because like I you know me coming from the background of like you know over six years ago where I was super shy I couldn't speak to a woman I had eight friends all I did was play Call of Duty go to work in the bank come back home and to be where I am today sometimes I kind of pinch myself to be like damn like <laughs> I, you know I've done a lot in the last six years that yeah. I've gotten older and wiser you know people tell me that why you're 28 and I'm like yeah but you you speak like you're 38 or you think like you're 38 and I'm like thank you very much but like I I just don't waste as much time as you do watching movies and things that are not important to me in my life. I used to, because I, I literally all day, all night, I used to just play games. 
But once I had the shift, the little click, the, the moment in my life that the light bulb and the popcorn popped, I was just like, why am I wasting time with people that I don't even like, wasting, wasting time doing something that's not adding any value or impacting my future in any positive way? And then I just started going into the actions. And so that story that I went to an event once and someone shared was, where do you think is the most, like, uh, the, where is the richest place in the world, basically? And I was trying to, you know, when the guy asked the question, I was thinking, like, you know, where's the richest place? In my mind, I was thinking of countries. Hmm, let me think. Oh, I know there's a lot of rich people in India. In China. <laughs> <laughs> the country's richest place. I wonder where it is. Um, could uh, be America, the white, like, I don't know. And so I'm thinking of the countries and the guy, you know, he got some of the audience members <laughs> to share. Where, where do you think? And everybody's like, oh, America, this place or that place in China or Hong Kong and all of that kind of stuff. And then the guy said, that was all good. But let me give you the real answer. The, real, the, the richest place in the world is actually the cemetery, like the graveyard. Because every single person who has passed away in those graves had the most magical, amazing, most impactful ideas in the world but they died with the idea in their mind and didn't create the real impact in the world, didn't leave something, a legacy behind. They could have been the richest place, the richest oh, wow. and, and in, in the world. And so that really made me introspect as a young guy. I was thinking, wow, like that is so interesting. Right? I never thought of that. Like people die with these amazing ideas in their head and they never get to take action on it. And so I asked myself, do I want to be that guy? that dies not doing something that I love. Even if I don't get paid for it, I don't care. Like I've been making content for the past five years, zero pence, zero pounds, zero dollars, zero, nothing. Just free content for people to consume of my energy. And so when I went into coaching the end of uh, the beginning of 2020, it really hit me like, wow, I've been given a lot of impact. And I think people will actually charge me for this now. And I feel like I have value to share with the world now. Let me start charging people and, and put a price to my, to my time, to my value. And so I started doing that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, people are actually willing to pay me to give them advice, to coach them, to literally hold their hand and hold them accountable to their dreams, their goals, because for some reason they're stuck in the mind. And I've overcome that mindset so I can help them. And so that's why, um, that's why I, just, I genuinely loved what I do today. And I love connecting with people like you, Beate, because you get to have these like miraculous conversation, right? This one conversation, you see, just has made us both uh, a little bit more smarter, a little bit yeah. more confident, a little bit more positive. And just, we know this. And like you said, with the story of that lady in the train, like this podcast episode is going to be consumed by someone. So you guys listening, right? Like you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening right now, like you're going to listen to this. And if you guys go, don't go and show Beate some love, you don't message her, you don't like leave a comment under the video and like you don't tell her that she made an impact in your life, then how would she ever know? How would the people that you listen to on the podcast ever know that you actually did change their life unless you go and message them, right? Yeah. So, so a lot, yeah, a lot. and I think that's, that, that, that's a really important part that you're saying as well is because um, a lot of us, you know, who are in this space that are dedicated to making an impact and, uh, and really contributing to healing and improvement, self-improvement and figuring out on what you came here to do and help you to make that happen is that most of us are not driven by money. Most of us are driven by impact and we are here. And so when we hear these stories and we have bad days too, you know, I mean, we get up sometimes and it's like, oh gosh, how much money, time or energy do I have to put into this before it pays off? 
But when you hear that, you made that impact, that is the blood that runs through our veins. And that is what makes us get up another day and do it again. And uh, uh, because what price can you put on changing one life? Nothing. Yeah, it's amazing. It's just beautiful. I'm, I'm grateful that I get to have this conversation with you. <laughs> and uh, before I end the show, Beate, I want to ask you this one last question that I ask all my guests to get you a little, like, a little bit thinking deeper before we end the show. And this is, this is the question. So I want you to imagine that you are on a TED stage giving your phenomenal TED stage um, speech around your story, about your life lessons and the, the impact and the idea that you want to leave with the world. And you've given this phenomenal speech of 15 minutes and right at the end, you on every, oh, by the way, there's 90,000 people in the audience. I will mention that, that number, 90,000. There's 180,000 eyeball, eyeballs looking at you. I have it in my, I have it in my vision. Manifested it, right? Manifested it, yes. <laughs> so now I want you to imagine you're there on that stage and this audience is looking at you and you know at the end of this, at the end of the talk, everyone leaves this one liner, you know, they leave this one last sentence to leave an impact and some kind of an energy with the people in that room. What would that one sentence be to the people in that room? Uh, and then and then go ahead and like kind of um, tell us a little bit more, more about what, what does that mean and, and how can people actually go and uh, use that sentence in their actual daily life? So my one message, my one most important message is fail faster. I love it. I love it. And, <laughs> and, that, and why would you, because I, I know that, but I, why? Like, why should people fail faster? Because some people are just confused right now saying, what is this lady talking about? <laughs> like, why should we fail fast? We want to succeed. Tell them, tell them why we should fail faster. Because uh, life isn't exactly like this a princess story when one, one day I woke up a princess and then things went right the entire time and then somebody gave me the crown and I became queen and lived heavily, heavily, happily ever after. These stories just don't exist. Life usually is a scribbly, scrabbly, crazy up and down. And so if you, if you get used to failing faster, you're eliminating the dead ends. So, you know, people get very upset when they fail or they hit resistance and they go, man, you know, wasted all my time. And, you know, why did I do that to myself? If you were to change your attitude and just like when you are, you know, having a good old map or, you know, a GPS that hasn't been updated and you are in a dead end and you and and what you do is you go like, oh, okay, I'll just have to find another way. I mean, it's not like you give up on your destination. You're just going to turn around and go another way. So that's failing faster. Failing faster is eliminating all the pathways to where you do not want to go. And then just take notice and turn around and go another way. That's failing faster. That's how do you how you fail your way to success. Love that. So powerful and something that like is is deep to me as well. Cause when I learned that in my business journey, like for me, it was the rejections. It was like, you know, next the next sales call, the next call that I'm gonna have. If I hear no, I was like, yes. And I know at the beginning I was scared, like, oh man, like another no, damn it. Like when is someone gonna just believe in me and and see that I, I can genuinely help them and change their life? But it was like, no, it was like after I got used to the rejections and I read a book called Go for No, that that book really changed my perspective of no and rejections and failure because literally exactly what you shared. Go and fail more, fail faster, and love the no's because the no's get you to the big yes. You can have a thousand, like the, the Thomas Edison it took him over a thousand, or either 10,000 times to create the light bulb. Like 10, 
Imagine you trying to start a business or try, start something in your life and 10,000 times you failed. Most people, did you know most people even give up when they start a podcast after like a month? They don't carry on. And now people see my podcast, they're like, oh my God, like you've been running your podcast for more than a year now. Damn, how do you keep going? You had a guest on every single week. I'm like, yeah, I don't watch Netflix like you. <laughs> you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't waste time like you anymore. I'm actually out there, you know, trying to do something good with my life and connect with people that I know, number one, are going to impact me and inspire me. Number two, they're kind of part of my self-development. And number yeah. three, you just don't know who you're going to meet in your life that's going to collaborate with you, that's going to help and help you, support you. In the future, you may need them or they may need you. And so I was just all about giving more than I take from anyone. And I feel like that's where my kind of success is now. Is I'm just a giver. Like, I give more than everyone else I know. And as, well, as much as I give, I, I never, I'm not shy to even ask when I need help. So I will ask when I need it. I won't, I won't yeah. ask for no reason with, with an agenda. So... I loved, I loved your five lessons, Biate. Amazing <laughs> lessons. Thank you so much for your energy. You got me super excited today. Um, My pleasure. But, if, but if, everyone want, if anyone wants to go and reach out to you, which I hope you guys do, um, which platforms can they find you and where do you live? And uh, where can they go and like ask questions from you or find out more yeah. about what it is that you do? Okay, so one, one way is to go on Clubhouse. You find me on Clubhouse as Growth Architect. You can also go to my website, beatechalette.com. And uh, I'm sure you put it in the show notes so they know how to spell my name. And if you are in business for yourself, you can go to airtightavatar.com and uh, take a look at my program on how to find really good clients and my email. And this is my email. It goes directly to me. It's bc at beatchalette.com. Reach out, say hello and uh, share uh, your questions and insights and who knows, maybe I'll answer it on Facebook or uh, on any of my platforms, but I'm always thrilled to hear from the audience. Amazing, amazing, awesome. And guys, if you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening right now, please go and reach out to Beate, show her some love, send her a message. As I said, like your message would, would genuinely make your day. Just have to say, I heard you on the Purposeful Mindset podcast talking with Sadiq and like, man, you like, you know, your, you your perspective and your, this life lesson changed my life so much. So go show her some love, show her some appreciation, reach out. <laughs> I will leave all the links to your socials under the description in YouTube and all over the show notes. So don't worry about that. Um, but one last message before I wrap up the show. One last message. Um, I'm genuinely grateful for you that you have, because my daughter's 28 and oh, she wow. just got engaged on, uh, on uh, this past weekend. Um, yes. And it, it fills my heart with just so much joy that I see that another generation is now stepping up and taking these messages and, uh, and sharing them and helping more people to get to the point because I can reach only so many, but I love that, you know, so it's really not about me. It's about that. I cheer you on and I wish you all the best and the support and while you're at it, show him some love too, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Beate. I really appreciate that. And uh, everybody listening still, we are definitely going to go and do a clubhouse very soon together, Beate. So I'm looking forward to have another conversation and a more deeper, yes. I intimate conversation over on Clubhouse. And just thank you for your love and your appreciation and your energy and for the for the wisdom that you're sharing in the world. Because I may be 28, but it's us 28 year olds that are learning from you guys and have learned from your experiences, your mistakes, and it's why we want to fail faster now. So 
when we get to your age, we can actually also have left that legacy and that impact behind us as yes, well. So absolutely. Thank you for your absolutely. love. And uh, I'm looking forward to staying in touch. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you yeah. for having me. You're welcome. If you're still listening, I just want to say a massive thank you from the bottom of my heart. It truly means a lot that you're taking time out of your busy life to invest in yourself, to learn something new. And now, as a mentor of mine once taught me, teach it to others. Whichever platform you use, share whatever you've learned today with someone else out there in the world. Because we all need to spread more growth mindset related content out there for people to learn and change their lives too. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends let others know that there are guests on here who are sharing wisdom that's going to change their life and i hope to see you on the next episode take care